0: Listening. Google is listening. Amazon is listening. DynaNet is listening.
1: You know everything's listening because I was talking to somebody about um, Ford F-150 the other day, and then I'm um, standing on my Instagram and showed F-150 Lightning electric vehicles for, to buy. And I was like, the "Government
0: man, they're watching us. The government man. It's
1: the government everybody's man. Watching. Everybody's watching. All right, everybody's watching." Here we are, we are back at the Stroking Hazard Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today. Before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast, especially on YouTube and on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your audio streams.
0: Some of our other sponsors that are also open, Aaron, you know know what else is fully open? Spirit Leaf Waterdown, baby. Located where? Send me location.
1: 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. So Alex if and all, you... all his
0: crew, CBD, THC, C3PO, you're getting all, all of your needs there. Gummies, chocolate, the devil's lettuce. I can't say that the M, MJ word because we're going to get think you canceled. Can. It... We're going to get so. canceled. No, Jack yeah, Dorsey's so. coming for our sponsorship money. No, 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 totally we can't say that, but you can get
1: all your needs there, 64 Hamilton Street North, Waterdown, Ontario. Welcome back, here we are, it is a lovely day, we just finished the great events of the uh, UFC 264 last night, which was Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor, so we're going to touch base on those topics, we are also going to kind of talk about some um, fights that happened during that night. We're also going to take a look at the special AD the Road to ADC, which is happening this coming Friday, July 17th, which is going to be an awesome card. There's been some changes, obviously, that have happened. We're going to talk about the main event. We're going to talk about the co-main event that's been canceled right now, so there's no replacement, but then we'll talk about some other matches and some predictions that we've kind of laid out, and then we'll just talk about some other bullshit we probably got down our pipeline, so we'll build from there. <laughs> We got a whole lot of bullshit in the pipeline, Aaron. <laughs> That's true. Hey, man, you gotta remember the the newest uh, addition is that clubs are gonna start opening up, especially in Ontario. So for all of you who've listened to What? Us, um, <laughs> what do you mean? As, this we, is as you guys know, we are based in Ontario. So we're finally getting into the, the final stage, as they say. So all these jujitsu clubs that have not been running, we're like, we're finally we're, gonna be We're like dead,
0: dead last in reopening of anything in the world right now. It, dead exactly. last.
1: With a... but the beautiful thing about all these clubs opening up is that means that you and I get to go on the road and we actually get to start going to different academies and actually speaking in person to a lot of different club owners and then they're having revisits and everybody. And we have a lot of content coming down the pipeline, especially through at these new academies with new instructors, whether it's being breakdowns technique breakdowns, a whole bunch of stuff coming down. So it's going to be exciting. So I'm excited for the the next couple months for sure. But let's get right into it. Um, UFC 264, um, let's talk about the main event because that's the big thing that everybody was talking about. What was your initial thoughts? How do you think that fight was going to go? Obviously, we saw that result of um, Conor McGregor, unfortunately, losing that match in the first round, broken ankle. It looked like a lower tibia fracture on yep. that left foot.
0: I think I think that's what it officially was I think uh, the tibia broke from the ankle area and it was yeah. probably more than likely from some of the kicks he was throwing because the one thing I noticed I re-watched the fight one round it was a you know, one one round five minutes um, Connor came out throwing a lot of kicks it's kind of like what I thought he would do like you know Corey's very good with his hands Connor uses a lot of movement throws a lot of kicks um I think he threw one and then it was either on like a checked kick or something where I think once it landed I noticed like he kind of stumbled back a bit and kind of stopped throwing kicks things got into the clinch and then he went for a guillotine I don't think maybe in the back of his mind I think at that time he realized okay like something's wrong maybe I gotta get like a submission right now and then you know Poirier got on top of him was started dropping some elbows started hitting him touching him up a bit I mean you know Dustin clearly won the first round but then you saw the end result of, you know, Dustin landing a good shot, Connor stepping back, and then there will be memes aplenty, as they say, with uh, a lot of these finishes, unfortunately, or fortunately, if, you, if you're into that sense of humor, where, you know, basically, if this is an audio podcast, but let's just say, like, I'm holding up my forearm, for those listening on audio. My wrist is now a couple inches away from where where it's supposed to be attached and everything is kind of bent over so that's that was connor's you know foot and leg when it it, uh broke down very quickly if you check out the choking hazard page on instagram i posted some very recent uh simpsons memes that kind of break it down of what happened (laughs) so um i'm not surprised i think you know dustin came out very motivated looking to you know like emphatically win the third time the trilogy Connor went back to talking, I guess you could say, copious amounts of shit. Uh, Maybe taking it a little bit too far, going to like, you know, talking about homicide and killing people and talking about another man's wife and sliding into her DMs and all that stuff. So I don't know. You know, Connor tried to be Connor of old, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, it was it wasn't meant to be now. There's already talk. Is there going to be a fourth fight, a fifth fight? I don't bloody know at this point. Um, Aaron, what are your thoughts? What do you, where do you see this from this going forward, and what's the future yeah, of the lightweight
1: division, and what's the future for Connor? Well, I, I think the future really is is in Dustin's hands more than anything. I think he's going to fight Charles Oliveira now. I think that's the fight to so make. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, I I like Dustin's held the title. He he's he can. can really kind of like take it to charles so i'm curious to see especially how charles approaches that fight especially you know coming off that big win from michael chandler and then with the knockout too so like it, you got two really good guys that know how to box they know how to grind um yeah obviously if i had to really kind of like give like you know the advantage i would say maybe the advantage would be to uh dustin on his boxing skills and obviously his wrestling. However, if you look at Charles Rivera's ground game, which is like, he's got the most UFC um, submission wins in history, right? So this is, it's a very good stylistic matchup. I think it's exciting to see. Um, mm-hmm. I can't really, I'd have to break it down a little bit further to see who would win that match. But I think that's the future right now. It's gonna be one of those two I've, guys. I've, It's, it's, that's the match
0: to make right now. And they're both very evenly matched. I think that's, that's something that can go either way. Honestly, I think it comes down to whoever can land like the big shot on the other guy. And that, that'll be probably the winner. I think it's a very close match to call. I think one of them gets stopped and it's probably going to end violently for one of them. I can't make a prediction on that one right now. I think it, I think it's a very, very close match. And I think that's something that can go either way. I think it's, a, as they say in the betting world, it's a pick 'em.
1: Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I think that the more interesting question will be, where does um, Conor McGregor go now, right? I'll be honest with you. Like, yeah, he was trying to channel that inner, you know, 2016, 2018 Conor McGregor. But like, you got to look at like what it is. It's, it's hard to wake up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., do those grinds when you're waking up with silk sheets, right? Like you're waking guys, up with those silk sheets, baby, and mink coats. He's, he's made his money. He, I mean, the guy could stop fighting right now. He has a star power, power to do anything he wants, really, right? And I don't know. Yeah, it might be a pride thing. I just, I don't know. I think the, the best days of him in the lightweight division are far beyond. And coming back from an injury like that, is is trash traffic like honestly it's like re- that is a big injury yeah. i mean I like if you look at anderson silva never mm-hmm. was the same chris weidman yeah. thinks he's going to be the same he's never going to be the same right yeah. and so we've had three major well i mean i think this is like the fourth one in the ufc it was Corey hill yeah. anderson silva chris weidman now we have uh conor Connor. McGregor, and this is because it's, it's becoming a problem right where I also look at it like a, like a shin conditioning thing too, right? Like are these guys, yeah, they're throwing these kicks, but they haven't been throwing these types of kicks being checked for how many years, like individuals who have conditioned shins for this stuff. There's a difference between like a Muay Thai fighter throwing
0: it um, religiously day in, day out, week in, week out. Your The bones calcify and they, they yeah. harden and you're you can take that abuse a lot more. But even in like, 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 you know, traditional Muay Thai, like you're not throwing the volume of leg kicks that I think people think that they are. I think, I think that's another issue where, you know, it's a move, but I think even in the MMA, it's, it's overused at times where it's like, I'm going to, you know, hit, I'm going to get the legs. I'm going to get the legs and it's a viable strategy at a lot of times You're, yeah. you know, constantly, you know, you know, attacking the leg kick, going for the quad, going for the outside thigh. You're trying to you beat that up and slow them down yeah. but i think you're gonna see a lot more either going to the calf or you're gonna see a lot more going to the body or the head i think but, that's where yeah like the risk, he, the risk he, reward is yeah
1: yeah the risk reward but like as you said right they're going to, like like in the days of like Jose Aldo right like when he fought um what's uh the California kid fuck um Faber. Faber. so yep. like when he leg kicked favor to death basically like it was leg- it was literally literally, (laughs) he's kicking him in the thigh every single time and like you can so you can throw those types of kick on the thigh because there's so much muscle and tissue that you're tearing through but when you start going and you keep getting checked with um, a cat every single time or like again if you're not conditioned for that you're you're, there's only so much damage you can take as you're throwing it so like it becomes that reward risk, right? Like, our, yeah, you can pay dividends if your if your structure is fine and sound. But if you if you're throwing it and it's going to damage you more than you're throwing the damage, it's not worth it.
0: I think the difference is, you know, Jose Aldo's, you know, done Muay way time very long time. Um, his shins are probably a lot more conditioned. And also in yeah. that fight, he's and that's the other thing. I remember against Uriah, you know Uriah Favor for example, Uriah wasn't really checking those kicks, so it's just no no quad, kicks quad, no checks
1: no nothing thigh, Boom. Quad, Boom. over Boom. and over and over
0: where it, it just takes like well you saw what happened to Chris Wyden if I you threw one leg kick bang I'm leg broken Got just checked. like that bang. And, bang. and that's a, and that's you know somebody who probably doesn't have the the conditioning as much in the the lower shin to throw those kicks over and over again so yeah. I don't know it, it's interesting to see like what will happen with that technique going forward are you going to be seeing it a little bit more often or a little less I don't know but um I think people are going to be thinking about the you know the amount of volume of leg kicks I think going forward uh because of that but you know what like like just getting back on to Connor where does he go from here like you know maybe a Nate Diaz trilogy that could be a possibility something like that where it's going to draw a lot of money but at the same time I think those are two guys that are really really popular still but and they'll, they'll probably do a great pay-per-view number because yeah. there'll be everybody tuning in to watch that fight. But at the same time, I don't think either of them may be top-tier title contenders at
1: 155 anymore. No, I, and I, I think those the title days are done. And this is my personal opinion. Like, what do I know, right? But I think when we look at, like, the creme de creme, like the individuals at the top of the lightweight division, they're just on another level right now. Right and they're And they're they're training differently. And they're again, the needs and wants these guys, like, they haven't made their money yet. Right They're They're going in for those money fights. Yeah. Dustin's made his money having two karma McGregor fights. All right. Perfect. So now he can go after the title. But again, like we don't know the type of success he's going to have. If you look at a guy who like Charles L. Rivera, who battled his way up to that top and now he's finally there. He, has, he still hasn't really made his money yet. He's he's at the top. He wants to stay on top. So that's, yeah. that's, uh, and again, he wants to build that legacy for himself. So that's motivation. So we'll have to see where these other guys go building off that.
0: It's, it's going to be interesting to see going forward. What were your thoughts on, uh, the rest of the card? There was, uh, some interesting, uh, undercard fights. There was, uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Gilbert Burns, um, you know, Gilbert Burns did, you know, there's a couple uh, high-level jiu-jitsu practitioners on this card. Uh, Gilbert Burns is one of them, and uh, Ryan Hall is another. We'll talk about Ryan Hall shortly, but uh, give me your thoughts on Wonder Boy versus Gilbert Burns, how you yeah. saw the fight going.
1: You know what, Wonderboy, unfortunately, like I think this is like five in a row or like five losses right now in the UFC, so yeah. he's kind of like on that, on the fringes now, right? Like he's still an amazing striker but he's um i think he mentioned in his post fight that there was one shot that hit him and it just kind of like screwed up everything for him right and it was um whether it was a punch um, or maybe it was on the ground i'd have to read what it was but i mean gilbert burns like he looked really good you know he's still an active competitor in the juicy scene as well he was on that who's number one card just recently you know he had some really good like you know, punch fakes to shoot and all that to, like, really kind of take the fight and control it to where he wanted to go. Yeah. Um, you know, where does he go from here? That's a good question, because, like, yeah, I don't think you can put him in with um, Usman right now, so I think you got to find the... violence still coming off lot, Yeah, he's still with coming like, off that long, so in He's in the mix. He's in the mix, He's in the and, mix. He's uh, in the mix, so... I, I, I High-level... I, high I don't want to see Brad. him against Maz all. I don't, I'd rather see him against somebody else. Um mm. it could be a fight to make though, but uh I think yeah, Mas- not, not right now. I think Edward I think uh Edwards versus Monsadel is a fight to make because I, I think Edwards especially after that Nate Diaz fight which was not necessarily um you know it wasn't he didn't really own Nate Diaz the entire fight because especially got he got rough in the last couple of seconds of that fight right so yeah. i think you you almost want to have masvidal versus edwards first and then like because those two got beef to settle anyways so i'd like to see that fight they get some long long standing that would be that
0: would be a that'd be a, good, that'd be a fresh matchup as well that you know hasn't yeah. happened yet i think exactly. another masvidal matchup would be uh your your favorite donald trump supporter colby
1: covington versus uh jorge, <laughs> jorge masvidal yeah, I think yeah. That would well that's good. the other one yeah that's the other fight to make so uh, I'm curious to see that, but um, you know, what I'd like, you know, Gil- Gil- Gilbert Burns, big, uh, you know, jiu-jitsu
0: practitioner as well. Um, actually a black belt world champion in the, in the Mundials. Fun fact. I want to say he he's uh, he's competed at a lot of Mundials like back in like the 2009, 2010, 2011 right. era, um, big sports jiu-jitsu practitioner. Speaking of another sport jiu-jitsu practitioner, uh, Ryan Hall, uh, yeah. unfortunately on the other end of the spectrum uh got uh m- maybe tko probably not in the best fashion unfortunately um yeah. he was uh, going for an imanari role the guy timed it very well and all it takes is like when well, you know one one shot to the head in the mma and that can change an entire fight and that's what it did unfortunately
1: um yeah it, it kind st- it it of started yeah sorry to interrupt uh, it kind of it, it, it kind of started with that like spinning back kick that he huh. did, and it just totally didn't land. At, like, I, I get what he's trying to do, but... And then after that, it was just, like, him trying to, to get the Iminari role, and you're just trying to get in there. And again, like, guys are timing it now, right? Like, again, like, when you start watching footage and you start seeing tendencies of what practitioners are, and, like, martial artists are doing, they're going to fall back to the habits, right? And I know uh-huh. Ryan Hall was like, I'm not... I don't want to just do submissions from the legs. I want to be well-rounded. And again, the guy is working with TriStar. He's working with Farage. Yep. Like he's working with guys like GSP to learn the game more. So he's not just uh, doing sports jujitsu, but I guess, again, it's you get caught with those those tendencies and you start you, – you just end up there, right? So he knows what he's doing, but for the, to say that, oh, well, he's doing sports jujitsu in – um an MMA match I, I think that's quality that's not something to really that's happening right there
0: no I think that's silly absolutely um like give me your thoughts on the the whole like I don't even, I don't even understand the whole argument. there's a whole thing of like oh like you know sport jujitsu doesn't work in the street oh sport jujitsu doesn't work in an MMA fight and you know what like there's a lot of examples yeah it does actually so one example you know Ryan Hall is yeah he got TKO'd Saturday, But guess what? He heel hooked BJ Penn using sport jiu-jitsu. He's heel hooked several other people in MMA using sport jiu-jitsu and sport jiu-jitsu techniques like a 50-50 heel hook, for example. Um, Gilbert Burns, who I just mentioned, was a black belt world champion in sport jiu-jitsu with the Gi. Uh, guess what? He fought for a UFC title. He's uh, you know pretty good at jiu-jitsu as well. Another one is, you know, Damien Maya is another one. You know, also, you know, old school. You know, fourth degree black belt. Going to take you down. He's going. He, he even said himself. He's like, I do, I do. You know, sport jujitsu in in MMA. He's going to take you down. He doesn't like. He even said like he doesn't like hurting people. He doesn't like punching people. He's going to take you down. He's going to out grapple you, and then he's going to finish you. And you know what, like he, he's fought for UFC titles at, you know, in the middleweight division against Anderson Silva. He's fought in, you know, the 170 welterweight division. He's come up short a few times to Anderson. And, uh, I think it was Tyrone Woodley that he fought yeah. as well at the time. So, you know, there's no shame in losing those guys, you know, Andre Gavao, you know, had a short stint in doing, uh, you know, MMA as well. Hodger Gracie, but like, even looking at like, you know, somebody like Brubisio Verdum, guess what? Another sport jiu-jitsu practitioner. And uh, I believe he was a UFC champion at one point, Aaron. Is that correct?
1: Yes, he is. I actually submitted Bidor uh, Elanankyo with a triangle off his back. Yep. So I mean, true. like they, they, these things are there. I mean, like to, to to base your argument, I mean, like there are certain positions in sport jiu-jitsu that are not necessarily recommended in uh absolutely are you gonna play like, lapel are you gonna play <laughs> lapel guard era well, you're, not, no, gonna, you're, you're not gonna play guard, i mean like, like I'll, I'll use an example right like like x-guard right x-guard and like getting underneath and trying to set up an extra sweep like you're gonna get punched in the face six times before you're able to to get in there right so not very high success rate without getting a lot of damage in there right Marcelo so garcia actually used x uh, x-guard sweep in his mma
0: fight as well fun fact
1: okay again, with that like I said, said
0: it, it's there's certain techniques it, it I, I agree work, with that right
1: yeah i'm not saying yeah. there, there's techniques that can work right is it something if you're not a high but again that's a high level practitioner right absolutely Like and, and that that's his that's his game right he's going to get in there he's going to be able to sweep like i wouldn't recommend that to a, a guy who's training mma and maybe a not necessarily the greatest jiu-jitsu practitioner, but he knows how to roll, right? Like I wouldn't recommend him going into that position when a guy can stand up and he's got good balance and just blast him in the face seven times, right? It comes back to the age-old question, does a barabola work in a street fight? No, um, <laughs> like it does. <laughs> I'll
0: just say there's probably better ways of handling the situation. Like, I think, I think like there's the, the, like, will this work in a street fight? Will that work in a street fight? I think ultimately it comes down to like, you know, there's certain techniques that are going to be a lot more viable for, you know, getting punched in the face versus not getting punched in the face. But I think the whole notion of just like, oh, like, you know, sport jujitsu just doesn't work in MMA. I think it's just utterly ridiculous. And I think a lot of, uh, you know, some, you know, practitioners who may like look down on sport jujitsu and be like, oh, well, like you know, I do jujitsu for the street or I do, um, you know, I do like MMA jujitsu. It's like, well, like you, know, maybe you should go test out your jiu-jitsu with some of these other guys, like such as Ryan Hall that are going out and, you know, they're, they're fighting in the mm-hmm. UFC that's league in MMA today. Why don't you go maybe to TriStar where they're training? And why don't you maybe go test out, uh, you know, your theories of how people should be fighting. Uh,
1: if you're, if you're not going to do that, maybe you should shut up well and, and that's the thing like i this is it's the perfect example of um armchair refereeing or armchair armchair coaching whatever you want to call armchair it right? quarterbacking that's it armchair quarterbacking
0: armchair refereeing <laughs> but it, people I, get, I get enough <laughs> of that when jiu-jitsu tournaments are going to be coming back there's gonna be a whole lot of armchair refereeing oh. that i'm gonna have to listen to
1: right like it's, it's just like you know what like everybody can have their own opinion based on anything i mean like yeah like you could, again you could set up for um a heel hook or whatever be right underneath a guy while he's standing, get blasted in the face seven times and you're still able to pull it off, right? So to say it doesn't work is bullshit, right? Go try it, see what happens. Like that's, that's the reality, right? Like that's what this whole sport's about, is about creating new things and being innovative. And it's all about doing something better than the other opponent does. That's it, right? Sometimes it's your day, sometimes it's not. That's <laughs> MMA. Like, that's the reality of times, it. How many times have you seen somebody heavily favored and all of a sudden they, again, they lose? It happens all the time, right? So, just so to say that one thing, yeah, like probably not recommended by you as a coach because you're probably not confident in teaching that. So, but to say it as a blasted statement saying, nope, this doesn't work in "Sports just doesn't work in MMA, I, I don't necessarily agree with that.
0: No, I, I think I've listed off. I think several examples of why sport jiu-jitsu can and, no, and does work yeah,
1: exactly. in
0: in MMA in the right context is all I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. I've you know I've seen some things posted recently that I think are just utterly ridiculous. I just wanted to uh, address that. But hey, if you if you think I'm wrong, you know, feel free to slide into the DMs of the Choking Hazard Podcast and <laughs> vo- voice your voice, voice your. your yeah,
1: that's why we're here. Put put those comments in the comments section. That's what they're there for. So let's have a discussion about it. Um, so well, let's get into this, especially more than anything. Um, Road to ADCC, all right, July 17th, coming up this Saturday, which is going to be awesome. We have an amazing card that's really set up. Like, I would say, like, Flow Grappling, and yeah, obviously ADCC went balls to the wall with this card. It looks fantastic. Um, it did lose one match, obviously, with um, – Lucas Barbosa versus Craig Jones, which is going to be the co-main event, which is going to be awesome. Unfortunately, Unfortunately. Craig Jones Jones broke his hand during training, so he's going to be out. Um, And that was Lucas Barbosa coming off uh, his win at the BJJ Stars uh, event after he got choked unconscious. He got choked unconscious. Um, Which is a very controversial ending. Um, so we can talk about that if you want, but we have our main event and our main event is with, uh, Kyan Durante. Uh, no, sorry. Yeah. Who is it? Kyan Duarte and Mateus yeah. Denise, who yes. was the man who put
0: Lucas Hulk Barbosa to sleep, um, it, during that BJJ stars match where he got, he was, I believe he was taking a shot, got a, got on top, got a crucifix, got a, the one-handed choke. With the one-handed on claw
1: choke. It was in all there. On he on a, had on on it. A,
0: Ala Marcelo Garcia, who's you know one of his uh coaches and training partners. Um so apparently the referee, I don't know if they're you know taking a siesta on the side of the mat, or <laughs> but if the time the time expired, Hulk was unconscious, Mateus let him go nicely, and you know, the match was over and uh and Hulk won. So uh, Aaron, give me, give me, give me your thoughts. <laughs> you, had a, you had a very great content. Uh, you had a very great comment about, uh, I, I did the next BGG um, fanatics release
1: for, uh, for Hulk. I, I did because, um, it was especially because when he got his back taken, his defense was to slam him on the, on his back. <laughs> and then it's like, I'm wow got tighter like, this like, didn't the, work <laughs> he literally slammed himself into the mat the choke. and then allowed yeah. the choke to get tighter and then he next thing he knows he's out and i'm like i get it like you're just scrambling and things happen but I, that's why i said because that's basically what it was and like ryan gordon ryan has basically said that's all he knows how to do his power is just way out of things and to slam himself into the ground so i just like stated the obvious of what i saw but i mean it's kind of funny when you see that the referee was like almost a fan for a second, just watching this happen. And it's like, Oh shit, the the clock is gone. I mean, like if you watch the playback, it's yes. He, the match ends, there's about a good three to five seconds where the choke is still applied before he actually goes out. But But the fact that like Barboza gets up, said I wasn't out. And then Oh, like you know <laughs> taking his shirt off like he just got choked out like come on
0: man like taking his shirt off like he just won like the Mundials. it's like dude, you know relax. what like you got, you got put out for,
1: you got put out man like i'm sorry like that's not thing anything to be like excited about <laughs> <laughs> anyway. at the end of
0: the day at the end of the day like time expired uh the ch- it, choke shouldn't like, like, should even happened. but like to get up and celebrate like that you just look like a jackass i'm sorry like you you like it's like the equivalent of like, you know, you know, getting up and ripping off your gi when like you won by like your opponent, like getting a penalty for like doing something that they shouldn't have been doing. Like, it's like, it's like, dude, like you, and was, this is probably the worst, the worst case of it. It's was like, you were legitimately choked out on contest. Yeah, it
1: was like after, after the match out. happened
0: yeah. after the match happened and then you get up and like rip off your shirt, and scream and everything. It's like, what are you celebrating? You just got put unconscious. Okay, yes, you won. But so there, but like I would say, as the saying goes, Aaron, uh, I think I think Hulk won the battle. I think Mateus uh, won the war. He on won that the one. war, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be interesting because I'm curious to see, especially how this main event goes now, um, especially with Kayan and Matisse. So, what? Give me your thoughts. Um, obviously, you have Matisse obviously coming off that loss. To Barbosa, he's probably going to be coming quote out. unquote loss, quote, <laughs> quote unquote, quote. right? He again, he has been active, you know. Now he might be looking at some of the things he made mistakes with. He's going against another Atos guy. This is going to be an opportunity for him to kind of like right the wrongs. I mean, like, how do you see this match going?
0: I think it's a, I think it's a very interesting match. Um, you know, Mateus winning eighty eight kilograms at ADCC. Um, he's going to be a top contender in that division. You might even see him in the open weight. I think this time Uh next year in ADCC as well. And I think he'll be a a viable threat to even win that as well. Kynan on the other hand, same thing. Like I think he's a viable threat to win the open class in the next ADCC as well. And this could be a preview of like a potential semi-final or final of, you know, the ADCC absolute. I think this is a really great match. I might think of a slight edge to Kynan on this just because he's a lot bigger. I would say he's uh, a little more technical and smoother than, uh, you know, Hulk slamming out of, (laughs) slamming out of submissions. Um, I would, I think I would say maybe his one main weakness kind of is the leg lock game. I've seen him get submitted by, you know, Cyborg by a heel hook. He's been submitted by, you know, Keenan by a heel hook. uh, 2017 ACC, but like he was a kid at the time, you know, Lachlan Giles got him with a heel hook as well. So I I don't know Mateus's like leg lock game. I don't know how how strong it is, but that that could be a hole to exploit potentially for, for him. Um I think kind I think uh Mateus may have a slight edge maybe wrestling stand-up wise. It's a it's a really interesting match. They're both pretty evenly matched. I, I might have to give a slight edge to Kynan overall, just in just in uh size, youth. Um and just you know, me—he's not as experienced, but at the same time, I think he's got a you know a lot of things working for him on his side. Aaron, how do you how do you see this going potentially?
1: You know what, I am gonna go with the fact that Mateus is gonna be out for blood, especially after that revenge—the revenge loss. I, you know, if again, like, I, I know you're kind of giving the slight edge to uh, Kayan. I'm going to go and give the slight edge to Mateus just on the X factor because he wants to get that win back. And I, I don't want to, again, I think this is a guy who doesn't want to really necessarily come off with two losses in a row. Um, I think he's going to be training really hard. I think he's going to be really worth yeah. I know, again, I don't know exactly how that leg lock game is going to go for him, but I think when he looks at, like, I don't think the size is going to be a big thing. I think he's going to be looking at it like, I'm going to try and do the things that I didn't do correctly in my last fight. And then I'm going to try and build off that.
0: I think it's going to be a really, really, really good match. You know, unfortunately, you know, Hulk and Craig Jones, isn't happening, you know, just from what we discussed earlier with uh, Craig Jones breaking his hand last week, unfortunately. So, yeah. yeah. Everybody's everybody's favorite second place winner is now uh, out of,
1: He's out, oh. yeah. But you know what? There's still a lot of really good um, names on that card. You got Ryan, uh, sorry, Nicky uh, Ryan. He's going to be going up against uh, De- De- Deontay De Leon, which is going to be a great match. We also have Andrew Wits versus Roberto Geminage. Um And who else we got? We got, what's the other big barn burner that we were looking at? The other big barn burner? There was another one that we were really excited about. There yeah, was. Now so had, the whole thing is gone now, totally off the top of my head.
0: Oh, it's uh, Freakazoid Giovanni Martinez versus uh, Mikey Moussemestjev. That'll be That's that'll be really one. good. Yeah, so those
1: yeah. three matches coming up. I think so, uh,
0: Mo, Mo uh, he did an uh, Instagram live. He said he's actually most excited for that match. Yeah, is, uh, exactly. Mikey
1: one. I'm like, <laughs> it's think, like one more match. Like, I'm like super excited to see. And I'm like, it cannot come to my mind. What is it? Because I think,
0: uh, his,
1: you know, Mikey's an X ex, factor
0: in Nogi because he hasn't done a lot of Nogi comp. Like, he's won Nogi Worlds, but, like, he hasn't competed in this rule set a lot. He's done a couple who's number ones. But, like, this will be, like, a real legitimate test to see where he's at 80cc-wise because, you know, you know Geo's Gio, not a joke. He's a he's a 80cc vet. He is, you know, he's going to have a little bit of a size advantage as well going into this. Um, I think this will be a really, really entertaining match as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, possibly the match of the night. However, we also have um, I think Roberto Jim, Jim Roberto versus um, Andrew. I think that's going to be possibly our fight of the night. Now that I think, so as well. that'll, that'll I think that's going to be one. constant movement. both guys moving forward. I don't think we're going to get into these wrestling stand-up battles. Those guys are going to go for those. They're going to go for the sub. They're not two guys that are going to like try and go for the points game. I think they're going to be headbutt each
0: other uh, standing like. uh, Yeah.
1: I think it's going to be a really good matchup.
0: Like one of the worst uh, matches I think I've ever seen in my entire life, which is a Wagner versus uh, Josh Hanger. I I specifically blame the podcast for that one. That was one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: Fucking terrible. Like. Honestly, and you know what? Like, I'm—I don't want to be here like bashing people, but I mean, like that match sucked. Your fucking podcast sucked the last one. Like, I'm sorry. Like, listen to two. In- Aaron, under- please
0: tell us. Tell us how you really feel. Fuck.
1: Like, listen. <laughs> you could be here for hours on that one. <laughs> You're not
0: gotta get there. <laughs> why did it, Why did it suck, Aaron? <laughs>
1: but, you know what? Maybe it's just me, but it was literally like listening to two intellectual fucking idiots discuss how to build a wheel. Like that's what it sounded like. Intellectual fucking idiots, the biggest oxymoron
0: I think I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. How can you be intellectual? I don't know. I think it's just the whole, I think it comes back to the old mentality of like, you know, just because you're a black belt in jujitsu doesn't mean you're like a black belt in everything else. And I think that there, that uh conversation is probably a prime example of that. That's all I'm going to say. Um, you, know, you don't want to jump on my train? Come on, listen, you don't
1: want to jump on listen, this? Listen,
0: you know, Josh Hanger and Keenan can both kill us both in jujitsu. I'll just oh, say that I right now. I'm not debating, it. When,
1: not when debating. It comes,
0: like, I'll just say this. When it comes to other subjects, they are definitely not black belts in them. No. They're most most certainly not. Maybe if they just, you know, stuck to, you know, releasing podcasts more than, you know, twice a year, maybe we we'll get to
1: hear them a little bit more. Well, but like – but like at the end of the day like i get it they are running a podcast like we we're running a podcast have great discussions build around them have bring up topics that are kind of like hot takes and build you know and that's that's what they do right and that's fine right but i i, I find it comical when they start talking about affiliations and keenan is just going off on affiliations oh they're a bad thing and again Not all affiliations are great and it's totally dependent if affiliation works for you and your business model, then do an affiliation. That's how I personally feel about it, right? And if Mm. if that doesn't work for you and you want to be independent, be independent. Be that person who you want to be. But the the fact that he's literally sitting there bashing affiliations like no tomorrow and Josh Hinner is full-on autos affiliation, like, like at least show Andre some fucking like Like defense or something like that, don't just sit there and take it like a bitch. Like, I'm sorry. Like, have a conversation about it. Like, I don't know. Like, that's my opinion, but what do I know? Defend your your side of it as well. Like, defend your side of it. Like, that's just it. Like, that's the contrast. Like, you and I don't agree on everything. So, but we have conversations. And so you put your argument forth. I put my argument forth. And that's it. Like, but like, don't just sit there. And just be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Elevations are, yeah, yeah. are bad. Yeah. Oh, Andrei, don't tell Andre. He doesn't listen to this podcast anyways. Like, fuck off. Like,
0: yeah. Like, it's just, I don't, I don't know what to say. And I think Andre was even on a podcast with like him and Josh at one point. This maybe, like, or, know, like or like five, five and, years and ago, when they're and actually releasing a them more than once that he a week.
1: Releases like once every fucking six months. Like, I get it. They're busy guys, but it's just yeah, like they're, they're, they're way busier they're than commit the do. They're, yeah. way, they're way busier than us. <laughs> they also, they're also,
0: they're also black belts in the Declaration of Independence as well.
1: Yeah, uh, don't. We're Canadian, so we can't. every every I, country I no, every country needs the
0: the American Declaration of Independence. Every yeah, country.
1: That that, that was uh, that was an interesting comment. I was just like, are you sure? <laughs> carry my whole, Carry that. I'm going to carry a dance with me everywhere I go. What
0: do you think, Aaron? certainly like, everybody a decoration of independence when I walk in somewhere.
1: Like, you know what? Like, like anything, like there's great things about the the constitution and then there's bad things about the constitution. I think that's like anybody's charter oh, yeah. of rights or whatever. Like like that, like any like thing that has amendments of laws or whatever, there's great things about it. And then there's also bad things about it. So I think you have to take the good thing. But like yeah, you know what? That's all I'm gonna say.
0: <laughs> I'm just throwing you the rope. You're just wrapping it around your neck right now. Yeah, I'm just—that's all I'm gonna say. There's some it's great like things. Affili- in this it's account. like affiliations. There's a good like affiliations. Works for you, rock
1: on. If It doesn't work for you. That's cool too. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Just maybe, just don't like carry the thing with you when you're, you know, trying to, you know, go across borders and, you know, you don't necessarily agree with the that country's decisions on how they're doing things it's like, well, like, if you don't want to go to that country, you know, like how things are being run, then don't go to that country, I guess. You have every right to to travel at the same, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if you're going to another country and they're, let's say they're imposing, you know, whatever rules that they're imposing, regardless of how silly you think they are. I think we've talked ad nauseum about, you know, the stuff going on in Ontario and Canada. And I think we can all agree. Yeah. Some of it's been bloody ridiculous. Right, Aaron?
1: Absolutely. but, But like, I'll say one last thing about Keenan, right? Whereas like he was going off about he was going off about vaccines. And again, like I'm not advocating vaccines or or anything like that, right? How and he was talking about just like you should you shouldn't have to force anybody to have a vaccine to go in your country. And I'm like, I don't care what your justification is. I'll just give you an example. So if you don't want to get malaria, right, and you want to go to Africa, you should probably take a vaccine. But if you want to get malaria and go to Africa, by all means, go for it. Like, I get it, you being a choice, but they kind of re- highly recommend it that you should probably have a vaccine before you go to Africa. I think it you may, might get malaria.
0: I think it actually might be one of a, a requirement. I may, I may get that fact it, checked. It actually point, might be required.
1: I'm, I'm, it I, might actually it be possible. required.
0: But at the end of the day,
1: Jamie, Jamie look that up. Google,
0: Google that shit. A Second, Google that shit. You're gonna Google that shit right now. I'm gonna Google that shit right now.
1: But keep talking.
0: With that said, if no one is telling you, you have to go to Africa, Aaron, you don't have to go to Africa. You're going to get sunburned in four seconds. <laughs> your, your rosy, uh, your rosy cheeks will be getting rosier by the second there. But yeah, at the end of the day, like, listen, like if you want to go to certain countries, there are certain rules that you are going to have to follow. Some of them you agree with, some of them you may agree with, some of them you may don't. I don't agree with every single Canadian rule that is or law that is being made. I don't agree with them all. But at the end of the day, or if I want to go to the U.S., do I agree with all of their laws? No, I don't. But with that said, you know, if I'm going to go to a particular country, you know, I have to abide by you know the rules that they make. And if I don't like some particular rules. I don't have to go there. I don't have to go to the US. I don't have to go to, you know, Africa if I don't want. So yes. Yeah, so, I so the, off the, the world.
1: So the WHO basically is they have a whole thing. The World thing for vac- news Health uh, Organization. Sure, on. but vaccination requirements and recommendations for international travel is for malaria situation per country. So a country do you require it depending on it. But a big one that they also say that is for yellow fever vaccination, which is carried out so that is a requirement especially if you're traveling overseas to certain countries. What
0: what are you saying Aaron? Vast vaccine passports are already a thing? Possible. <laughs> okay, I think we'll just leave it at that. Aaron, <laughs> do, you, do you have anything else uh, that you want to cover?
1: uh no i i think that is a good discussion but no like we're really excited obviously the province has been opening up uh hopefully we're going to be able to travel to to different uh provinces and obviously different academies within the gta in ontario so we just travel, sure to, travel would be nice yeah just saying traveling mm-hmm. but no it's going to be exciting especially on our end as a podcast it's going to be super exciting for you guys as our audience and guests that you're going to see so much more content especially coming out of uh canada which is going to be great. And it's great for our athletes. So we're back, baby. But we never left, really. We never left. Yeah, we never left that's for sure.
0: Thank you very much, Aaron. We're going to wrap this up.
1: Yeah, uh, some absolutely. of our other
0: sponsors that are uh, other some of our other sponsors that are also open, Aaron, you know, you know what else is fully open? Spirit Leaf yes. Waterdown, baby. Located where? Send me location.
1: 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. So Alex and all, you... all his
0: crew: CBD, THC, C3PO. You're getting all all of your needs there. Gummies, chocolate, the devil's lettuce. I can't say that the M MJ word because we're gonna I get you canceled. Can. It... We're gonna get so. canceled. No, Jack yeah, Dorsey's so. coming for our sponsorship money. No, There's no, totally no, we can't say that. But you can get all your needs there. 64 Hamilton Street North, Waterdown, Ontario. Aaron Gall. Let's
1: Let's wrap this thing up. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll catch the team over, Have a good one.